Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the official first episode of Psychopath with me, Dremo. If you um, listen to the pilot, then you know that um, I didn't know what I was going to name it, what I was going to name myself. So I um, chose Psychopath. I spell it C-Y-C-L-E because, you know, it's a series of events that are regularly repeated in the same order. And I just kind of feel like that's my life right now. And I'm just trying to like get out of that. And um, obviously it's a wordplay on the actual so um the actual word psychopath so which is a a person suffering from chronic mental disorder with social abnormal or violent balance um yeah um i don't think i'm a psychopath but you know again i'm gonna get into it um a little later in this podcast because i'm discussing postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety I said my name is Dre Mo, but my name is Andrea, but they, people call me Drea or Dre, and my middle name is Monique, so I just decided to put it together because I'm just corny like that, and yeah, disclaimer, I curse, okay, um, I curse, I curse a lot, a lot of F-bombs, a lot of S-bombs, anything that you could think of, I might say throughout all these podcasts, so if that's not something you're into, sorry, I just think it's just it's just probably not going to be for you, and that's okay. Um, also, a lot of everything I'm saying in my podcast, it's my opinion and how I interpret things. So it, this is my truth, and this is just what I experienced and how I cope with things, and how you know I just want to give motivation to others because you know a lot of things that I'm dealing with, it's like current or was like past in the past. So you know I'm I'm I'm. I am, I guess, grown enough to speak on it. You know, it's called a growth. <laughs> and um, also, I want to um, give a shout out to everyone, all 12 of you, as of this recording, who listened to the pilot. The pilot was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Um, it, was, it, was, it was big for me to get it out. It was big for me to share the link because of everything that I've stated. It was very personal and very emotional. And um. The situation is current, so, you know, it's just like I'm still, we are still dealing with one another as far as, like, parenting our child and everything. And it's still emotions there, and a lot of the hurt has to be let go for things to just kind of, like, move forward um, as far as, like, splitting. You know, I, listen, that's just something now to talk about as I go. I also want to reiterate some things I've said, you know, and from the pilot. It's definitely not a bashing session, which, you know, the 12 of you that did reach out to me. Um, it's not sarcastic, but it's because it's like, I can't believe 12 people actually listen. Like, you know, as I stated in the pilot, I'm not a social butterfly. So just getting it out there and letting 12 people hear it, like, wow. But... To the people that did listen, you know, it's not a bashing session of um, my child's father. It's just what I what 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 I what I experienced and what I went through. Um, it's definitely not to mess up any potentials. You know, what I deal with is not what the next person might deal with, and vice versa. So I just want to get that out there. At the end of the day, we have to co-parent, and we're we're okay for the most part. He's cool. When he's cool, you know what I'm saying. Again, that's just a situation that we got going on so with that being said i did explain some things briefly in the pilot um how i was diagnosed with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety also i have very bad allergies if you hear something in the background that's the air conditioner because it's hot af outside it's actually sunday today for memorial day so it's may 29th at 5 52 p.m and my daughter is out with her dad right now so i have a moment but um yeah my allergies are bad so you may hear uh, <clears throat> you may hear a lot of that and you may hear a lot of sniffing so you know just a heads up but yeah i um touched briefly on the postpartum depression the postpartum anxiety that i was diagnosed with after having my daughter um i'm just gonna explain some of my experiences 
Um, postpartum depression is a depression suffered by a mother following childbirth, typically arising from the combination of hormonal changes, psychological adjustments to motherhood, and fatigue. I know men go through this, but I am not a man. I cannot speak on a man's perspective. So I'm going to speak on my perspective and possibly many other women. And also postpartum anxiety. I'm sure a man could probably experience this as well, but again, I am not a man. Postpartum anxiety. When a person experiences excessive anxiety during a postpartum period, which is the period following childbirth, it can become so severe that it may interfere with a person's ability to function in everyday tasks. And let me tell you something. It has been a journey. My daughter will be one June 24th. Uh, from the moment I brought my baby home, I just suffered with so much. My depression... My de- I, again, I, as I stated in the pilot, I felt like I always went through depression. But at those times, I was drinking a lot. I am two months plus sober. And prior to that, I was only drinking maybe like once a month from October of 2021 to like, you know, March 20th, 2022. And then after March 20th, I've been sober. Um, haven't had any alcohol or anything, but, um, I always felt like I had some depression just because of life. I had a lot of, you know, my life was, my life wasn't the best growing up. I mean, I had some really great moments, but it it, it was tough growing up. You know, my family dynamic and everything. It just was tough. I didn't have a father growing up. So, you know, typical, typical shit. That's unfortunate, you know, but I will always kind of like drink and I never knew my limits to drink. And I always drink to get fucked up. Because I just felt like maybe I was suppressing pain that I didn't want to address. So now that I'm two months sober, it's kind of like the shit is like head on, you know. So it's like I'm I'm dealing with the things now. I've been in therapy since October. So it's all playing out. But just some like just some experience with my depression. Uh, I had a C-section. So that was traumatizing in itself. Um, I had a C-section. Right after my baby was born, um, I mean, of course I was in love and everything, but I just felt so detached, like, from the world, you know, just emotionally. Just, it just felt weird, but it was, like, a good weird, but then it was, like, a, a weird feeling. I feel like maybe the moms who had kids, well, yeah, who had kids, because some moms adopted, maybe the moms who, like, had kids, like, that came from their bodies, they may understand the weird that I'm talking about. It's, it's a, it's a... It's a it's a feeling I can't really explain, but it is just weird. Like you just like it's just so much. Like you can't believe you had a baby, now you're a mom, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like you know, or you're a mom again. You're starting over. Who knows? <clears throat> so I felt weird. Um, my child's father was, you know, he was supportive, you know. Again, I was when I was in labor, he I, I cursed him out and he got he was really mad at me. And I'm just like, damn, like you know, looking back at it now, it's like, yeah, you I was in pain, bro. Like, damn, you know what I'm saying? But after that, like, you know, after all that passed, you know, he was very supportive of me and stuff, you know, um, in love with our daughter. Again, it was just weird to me. I hated the hospital. So I have to go home early because no. <laughs> H no. Like, oh, the food was nasty. It was just no. I went home early. Cleaned up a little. My, my child's father, he's not the cleanest. So, like... I, and I, I hate mess. I am my mother's child. And as I go on in these podcasts, you will probably know how she is. But I cleaned up a little bit. But I was just trying to get back to my normal normal self, quote unquote, before my baby. And I was just doing too much when I came home. Fresh off a of C-section, two days after having my daughter. Like, you know. So, you know, he like, go lay down. You need to lay down. I laid down. I fell asleep for like 14 hours. It was, like, the best sleep I ever got because I haven't slept that long since that day. <laughs> since that day, I have not slept, like, that long, you know? Like, you know, it's gotten better as I've gotten used to her. But, no, you don't sleep anymore, moms <laughs> or moms-to-be. You don't sleep anymore. So enjoy it now if you can because when you're pregnant, you can't really sleep. So I woke up and I didn't know you have all this swelling I mean, I was told some stuff, but I didn't know it was like that severe. So I had a panic attack. Minor one, but I was panicking. Like what I know now that it was panicking. At the time, I didn't know what it was. 
I have severe, severe, severe postpartum anxiety. Like, it's more than the the depression. So, you know, as I'm speaking on the depression and the anxiety, it's kind of like it's going to coincide because it's more like, it's like the same thing, but I feel like my anxiety overpowered my depression because it was bad. So... I had an attack, a little attack, and, you know, my child's father was like, you should go back to the hospital. I'm just like, no, 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 okay, I'm fine, I'm fine. Calm down. Um, I, you know, I was kind of up watching her, you know, again, new moms. You're going to watch your child. I was making sure she was breathing. I was just making sure, like, you know, like, you're just watching. Like, that's the first night home. Second night home was good, you know, relaxing, you know. Um, his mom and everything came over and all that. Um, third day was okay. The fourth day... The fourth day, um, we had to go out. So, we got into a car accident. Very, very minor with my, with my car. Um, but my daughter was in the car, so it was a big thing. We were, we were scared. You know, everything was fine, though. I just had, like, a little boo-boo on my car. Um, but that night, I was breastfeeding. So, I'm a new mom. So, like, I know now. But I woke up. I think I stated that I had a high-risk pregnancy. So during my pregnancy, I had to go to the doctors every two weeks. Um, Sometimes every week if my blood pressure was very high. I had high blood pressure. Which is I was borderline, but it was high to them. You know what I mean? Because it was the baby in there. So sometimes if my blood pressure was higher than usual, I had a stressful job. I was a case manager at... um, with with um individuals suffering with mental health so well not suffering but individuals with mental health so you know bipolar schizophrenia you know anxiety those types of situations so i had a stressful job so sometimes i would like you know leave a stressful client i have to go to the doctor and then you know i'm already my blood pressure is still high so <clears throat> so i had to go every week so like you know they had preeclampsia like in my head the whole pregnancy so that was something i was really worried about so i'm sleeping and I wake up about 2 o'clock. And I just feel like the room is just, like, the walls are, I can't wait to, like, be on camera so you can see. But, like, the, it felt like the walls are at my fucking cheeks. So I'm just like, what the fuck is going on with me? What the fuck is going on with me? Like, I woke up, like, crying. My fucking titties. I mean, I got big titties. But they were fucking twice the size because i was breastfeeding so my titties were so swollen <laughs> i could laugh i could laugh about it now but back like i could not june 29th 2021 like you know but i'm like crying crying like oh my god i don't know what's going on I'm, like, I'm swollen my eyes are swollen i felt like i was seeing little sparkles of light and that's kind of like what preeclampsia like because you could get a preeclampsia in your pregnancy and up to six weeks after you have your kid. So, in my mind, I'm still jam, I'm jam, 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 jam with preeclampsia. But you know that's just my anxiety doing that. I know again, I know now, but I didn't know back then. So, that was like one of my first panic attacks. So I go to the hospital. I had to go back to the hospital because I'm like I don't know what's going on. Da, da, da. Whatever. I don't know. What's going on. I'm crying. I'm crying like hysterically. My child's father's like, what the hell is going on? What's wrong with you? You know, it's not the bad shit. I just wish he just understood more. Like, you know, I don't want to say men don't get it because that's wrong putting a label on a gender. But I'm not going to say but. Some men just don't get it. So go to the hospital. I'm crying. They check my, temp- my, my, blood, my blood pressure because I had a blood pressure cuff home. I, check- I, I, I didn't check it there. Because I don't want to check it in the panic because your, your buffers are going to be high. Um, I go there. I'm calm. They get, I had to go back to the um, labor and delivery because I was four days postpartum. So, like, it could have been preeclampsia. So, um, they check me. I'm fine. I'm crying. And they're just like, um, you're fine. You should see this doctor, which is the... Um, postpartum depression doctor and i'm just like okay never made the appointment whatever go home never made a point with the lady because i'm just like uh you know i was reading up on baby blue so like maybe that's probably what it was which it probably was that like you know what i'm saying 
at the time, but just with my anxiety, my anxiety increased, like I said, significantly after I had my daughter. Prior to my child, I had anxiety. When, now that I know what it is, <clears throat> that's my daughter's toy, and I didn't walk near it. That shit just fucking did it on his own. So, <laughs> get the fuck out, Casper. But anyways... <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm kind of funny too, so you might see that. But um, I mean, you might hear that. But um, yeah. So I forgot what I was saying. Yeah. Oh, so I, I now that I know what anxiety like is, I know I had it, but it wasn't as severe. So you know, next day, whatever, we're fine. Things is going. I'm enjoying motherhood. The weird feeling is wearing off, but you know, two weeks later. Yep, about two weeks. Two about three weeks later. Cause it was after the Fourth of July, my ch- um my daughter was about to be a month. I um I'm trying to figure out what I was doing. I I um I think I was asleep because I feel like a lot of my panic attacks happen when I was sleeping. I was asleep. I woke up. I went to the sink. My daughter's father was um out in the living room playing a game, I believe. And I just went again. It, I mean, this time it was bad. Like, my heart was beating through my chest. And the walls were at my cheeks, but so was the ceiling. My, the ceiling was at my eyelids. I couldn't breathe. And I'm crying. So now I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please don't. I don't want to die. I don't want I'm screaming this. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Now he's fucking panicking. He calls his mother. I'm like, why the fuck are you calling your mom? Like, yo, call the fucking ambulance. I'm about to fucking die. Like, I, I think I stated that in the last, in the last um, episode. But I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, but I, it's not funny. But I, like, I could chuckle now because I know and I'm coping with it. But I really felt like I was going to die. Anybody who had a panic attack? I mean, like a panic attack. Like, you know how that feels. You know that is not that is not fun. You know that is awful. You know that 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 shit is fucked up. Like it's just it's very bad. My heart is beating out my chest. Like you can hear it. Call the ambulance. I go to do I go back to labor and delivery? I do. They take my blood pressure. I calm down. Again. They're like we they referred me to the, the postpartum depression lady. This time I made the appointment. I made the appointment because I'm like, you know, maybe it is. This is, is almost it's almost been a month. I'm I'm out the baby blues um phase. Um, maybe it is like a depression, you know. Never went to the appointment. <laughs> I never went. I wish I did now. I wish now I wish I did. But I never went. I go, you know, this is when his mother's like, oh, he's overwhelmed. Like, you know, tension is starting to get brewed because I'm just like, he's not understanding that I'm going through something, you know. And it's, and it's hard to be dealing with something and not have a, a, a strong support system because it's like you feel like you're in this alone. I don't have a mother. My, mother's, my mother died six years ago. I don't really have much of I don't have any friends. I'm going to discuss what happened with all of that. And a different podcast. Right now it's about all my postpartum stuff. Um, I didn't have anyone. Like, you know, his mother was coming because she loves our daughter. And she was supportive to me to an extent. However, I wasn't really trying to allow it because I was having trust issues with her. Because when my baby daddy was with his situation, she was playing both sides. And I just felt like, you know, that's fucking corny. Like, you know, I've been around for years. Like, that's fucking corny. Like, I, I, I was taking things personal when at the end of the day, she's just being a mother to, to her child. How she felt was best to being a mother to her child. And I could do nothing but respect it. But uh, I was holding that vendetta against her and him. And it's going to get there. So I never went to the appointment. Um, things are fine. Now I'm kind of like arguing with him because of what the things that happened. Um, I feel like all that stuff that I was just like not really too, too focused on during my pregnancy and pre-pregnancy 
it's all coming out now. I mean, I'm going through his phone, looking at old shit, getting myself madder, like mad, like getting myself mad again, like over shit that we kind of like talked about. So, I don't know if this is like part of the depression or maybe this is where like the psychopathic behavior coming. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to call myself a psychopath. I mean, the, the podcast is psychopath, but I'm not a psychopath. Like, you know, I just felt like I was just very, very upset and focused on things that I should have worked on in the past. But so I would get myself more upset. And now I'm like just picking at him, picking at him mad about stuff he's just like yo this shit is old like you need to, like what the fuck like come on now and i'm just i don't fuck i'm like just you know just 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 awful august a month after i have a panic attack i had another one at this point i think like between that period i had like cursed his mother the fuck out um, I think his father got cursed out. I think because his father was staying at our house at one point. It was what they said to help with the baby, but it was no help with the baby. But I didn't need help with the baby. But if, if you know what I'm saying, again, I just was so mad at him. I didn't want to fuck with nobody in his family because I held something personal against them, and I don't. And I don't think I'm wrong for that because, in a way, like I said, I, I didn't have a close family. So I kind of put my guard up with them, but they were all, all they were also always so inviting of me, and they kind of like treated me like family when I would come around when I wasn't in my my fucked up moods, depressed moods before I before I knew what extent a, a depression was. So I took it personal. I was upset, like you know, what I'm saying I, I was mad, and um, if anybody was to hear in his family, you know, it's it's nothing personal, but I was mad, and I just kind of felt like. Again, I don't know what was said to him, but shit should have been said to him if shit wasn't said to him. You feel me? Anyways, at this point, like, I mean, I almost I almost fought his mother, all that, because my mouth got my mouth got crazy because I just was so mad, mad. Like I said, I don't know if that's a depression. Like, I feel like it was a hormonal change. So, like, yeah, I was just mad. I was mad about all that shit like all that number. like i'm and now i'm just like embarrassed and mad at myself because like yo despite it all his mother his i mean no matter how many bitches i called her and, that, and that's fucked up that's fucked up you know what i'm saying but she was always there for my child so i i can't be mad at it you know what i'm saying now i just kind of like i just keep my i just keep my distance you know he his mother could be very involved because he always calls her during like during an argument which i fucking hate you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, now you you hear your beer, or he call anybody, like, you know what I'm saying, that's in his family. So now you're putting people in our business. It creates a, an opinion, no matter what. At the end of the day, you're their family, and they don't want to see you hurt, regardless of what the fuck you did. Now, here the fuck I am, throwing phones and shit, breaking TVs and shit. Um, ooh, I mean, throwing phones, splitting niggas' ears open, blood, every, like, you know, this shit was not fucking cool, yo. Of course, who the fuck? If that was my family, I'd have been like, yo, I don't fucking like this bitch. Like, you feel me? I'm not saying that's like what, what it is right now. I don't know. I don't go around to even get that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just like, I'm good. I should have just did this from the jump. Like, and I'm straight. I'm going to just stay where I'm at because at the end of the day, no matter how we could have been great, if that nigga wanted to go do what he wanted to do, it still would have been the same shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I could I should I was immature and just stupid. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna say stupid. I was immature and mad and depressed because I got a baby with him. And I'm just like, it, it's so many emotions. So during that time, this is all after like my daughter turned a month. It's so tumultuous. It's, it's bad. It's real. Like I said, I mean, it was times where his grandmother came in trying to, I guess, talk to me. But I'm like, yo, it's nothing you guys can say to me as a woman. Like, you should understand why I'm mad. But I'm like, I'm mad at shit. That's old. But it's like, at the end of the day, I still was mad because I didn't have time to fucking process anything. You know what I'm saying? So this is my excuse. I can't make somebody see what... I can't make somebody see what the fuck I'm going through. 
You know what I'm saying? I am realizing that now. But at the time, like, I was trying to get motherfuckers to see, like, I'm mad. And my reactions is fucked up. But it's just, like, there's ways you could be mad. You know what I'm saying? So, August, I have another panic attack. This one was worse than the last one. I just was laying down. And I got up. And I just shot up. And my throat closed. And I'm just like, help me! To my daughter's father. And I'm just going through it. Like, just going crazy. Blah, blah, blah. The same thing I did last time. And they called the ambulance. They came in. And they see the baby. They're like, how old is she? And I'm like, she's almost two months. And he's like... that I, I understand. Like, my, my wife went through something similar you're just having really bad anxiety and i'm just like this ain't no fucking anxiety i'm having a fucking heart attack like i I really thought i was i really thought i was having a heart attack i really thought i was having a heart attack but (laughs) i get to the hospital at this point um i'm not in my six weeks so i go to the regular um i go to the regular emergency you know or whatever they do the EKG, which they did one last, the last time, go around too. They do the, they, they, they do the EKG, um, a heart, oh God, I can't think of the thing, x-ray, and everything's fine. But my heart was beating fast, so they referred me to, uh, they referred me to a cardiologist, which I'm actually going to go see next week, just to be on the safe side, you know, because anxiety, it's a lot. But, um, yeah, so I leave and everything's, I guess, okay. I have my six-week checkup. Because, you know, the hospital I was going to, like, they were a little off with the, the date. So I had my six-week checkup during, like, my seventh, almost eighth week. So my OB, who I love so much, I've been seeing her for years, you know. She's asking me how I'm doing. I'm telling her everything. And I did the postpartum depression scale, and I scored very high, very, very high. So, at this time, I'm just like, you know, my daughter's father and I, we're just like, we are at odds. I'm just finding myself not wanting to just do anything. I want to go back to work, but I started a job, but then I, he, I, my, I threw my phone at him and my phone broke. Well, I threw my phone at him and split his ear, so he broke my phone. So, I didn't have a phone. I had started a job. I didn't have a phone, so I'm going through his phone again. Why do you do this to yourself? Why do you do this to yourself? Are you a masochist? Go through his phone again. I'm seeing the old shit. I mean, probably the old shit that I missed and the old shit I saw. So I, you know, in this cash app and I saw that situation, it was like, I found out it was longer than what, I, than what it was. So I, I think I stated that in the last podcast. And then other shit. And now I'm just mad again. Mad again, can't even pay attention at my job. It's my first day at work. I'm fucking pissed. My, I'm, actually, I dropped my car off to so get fixed from the little boo-boo I had. So, I'm like, without a car at the, at the moment, I had to go to, um, after I left work, I had to go pick up a rental. But I ended up just leaving work early because I just could not cope. And, like, you know, why you letting a fucking nigga do, like, I don't want to, first, I don't want to call y'all niggas. And, you know, saying and we can't be mad at the white people. They saying it's a they saying it to us because we calling ourselves niggas it starts with us so i'm gonna try not to call you niggas niggas you know what i'm saying i'm gonna try so i'm like why you know am I, now to myself i'm like you why are you letting a man get, get you like this you know 2020 summer drea me wouldn't have gave two flying 2020 summer drea me wouldn't have did none of this shit Kiss my motherfucking lips to God. I swear to God, yo, I wouldn't have never. So I can't even cope. I ended up catching an Uber home, picking up my um card. I had to use a fucking iPad because I didn't have a phone to go get my rental car. He had our daughter. Pull up to his grandmother's house to go get my daughter. Mind you, his mother, she don't like me at this time and whatever. So I'm walking up the steps and she's, I'm walking, like she was there on the steps. So I'm walking up. And she kind of like jumped at me from behind. So I turned around like, please fuck it. Like, you know, rah, rah, rah. Like, you ain't, you ain't about to be doing this shit to me. That's what you're not about to be doing. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Like, you're not going to, you're not going to be doing that to me. Period. Yeah, I said some fucked up shit. We both said some fucked up shit together, but you're not, what you're not going to do is jump behind my back. 
that's what you're not gonna do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it was about to be a big thing there. So I'm like arguing. So now it just it just looks like I'm the problem, which like I may have been. But I'm taking 50% of that, and that's just what it is. I don't care. I'm not taking no more than that. I'm taking 50% of that situation because I can react better to things. You one yo, one thing, yo, ladies and even fellas, don't let nobody, don't let no fucking body. Get your motherfucking blood pressure to a fucking boiling point. Like I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Because motherfuckers feed off that. Even directly or indirectly. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not anchor. I don't I only get an hour. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to tell all this in an hour, but like I'm I'ma try. Cause it ain't really like big, big, big things. It's just like the shit that I was going through. Like shit in my mind that it was just like shit that I was processing, but I couldn't control my anger because or just everything my crying like because it was just like i feel like you know i feel like it was the depression so i got my car oh before before i left before i left i broke his xbox because nigga fuck you fuck you i I don't like you you're hurting me but like dre you're really hurting yourself because you knew all of this like no matter how many fucking things he didn't say a person isn't gonna react away over a nigga if it wasn't more than what the fuck the motherfucker is saying. So, you know you're a woman. And I'm not going to say I never fucked with a nigga in a relationship. And I keep saying nigga. But I'm going to try the next podcast not to. In my, in my past. You know what I'm saying? But I always knew when a nigga was. I, I, again. I, once I found out a nigga had a situation. I didn't really entertain it no more. Because I'm just like, nah. Like, I, I, I always felt like I was better than that. You know? Whatever. Obviously, I've never been in relationships. I've only been in two relationships. My first and him. My first hurt me really, really bad. So I, I think I said um, how, I, how I reacted. And now it's my second with him. You know, we were steady and we were like, you know, he, 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 I, I put my all into him. So, like, I've never been knowingly, like, knowingly cheated on or just... Maybe it's a karma thing for the shit I used to do. I don't fucking know. But I have i don't like being hurt because I don't know how to handle it. I think now I can't be that I'm a mom and I don't want my daughter to see that. And like you just kind of grow differently when you're a mom. If you don't, hey, I don't really know. I can't speak on that. But you kind of grow differently. And even throughout all this fucking turmoil and all this shit, I'm always self-aware. But it's just like my, um, that motherfucker really pisses me off. Like sometimes he really do. But now it's just like, you know, I can't we, we can't keep doing this because she's getting big now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she's getting big. She's going to see this shit. She's going to see this shit as normal. And. And we have nobody but to blame our fucking selves. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I broke his Xbox. It was always a tip for tat thing, whatever, whatever. No, he was cool. We, then, then we'll be right cool after that. That's, that's, that shit is so fucking toxic. Oh, God, please. Ladies and fellas, don't ever, ever, don't ever let a motherfucker get you mad to the point where it's like that. And people cheat and people, people move on and people find other people attractive. It's just fucking life, yo. Real talk. But that that was just something I couldn't handle. And then after that, I would cry every day. We could be having a good day. I mean, shit got good for like, I mean, we was doing, we'll do good for like a good two, three months. You know, shit would be all right. I was still having, I was, I was having panic attacks bad. I would have to go in the bathroom and have him in the bathroom because I didn't want him to like judge me because I was just like, I don't want to keep going to the hospital because... They're going to think I'm fucking crazy. They're going to put me on the ninth floor at this point. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I would still have, I'll be in the bathroom just crying and, like, my heart would be pounding. And I'm just like, God, please. I'm on, I mean, I'm on the floor, but ass naked on my fucking knees. Like, God, please. I don't know what it is, but get me through this because I just can't do it, yo. I can't do it. I can't do it. So, yeah, but I will cry, like, every day. I will cry every day. Every day. But what really, 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 really sent me into a deep depression because I was able to go out and do things with my daughter when he go to work and everything. My car was totaled. My car was totaled and he was the only one working. And at the time he was paying all the bills. I mean, he was paying my car note. He was paying the rent and he was paying lights and everything. And this was before I even knew, like, you know, you could get all this assistance without a job and a baby. Yes, a bitch was on that shit, and the bitch was yeah. We we had to pay for shit after a while, but at the time I didn't know. So my car was totaled. The same 
The same day I, we brought the rental car back, I got my car back that same day. My car was total because I would let him use the car to go to work. So he didn't have to walk from work, even though it's not far. But, you know, like, I live in Bridgeport, Connecticut. This fucking city is trash. I mean, it's a black cloud in the city, you know. So, you know, I just will always be, and I just had it. I mean, it's her father. Like, you know what I'm saying? You just, like, I didn't want anything to happen to any, you know what I'm saying? So, he went out. He usually always goes out. But he went out to go get um something from the store or something like that. And he always would do that. But he would do that after work. But he left his wallet home. He had to come home first. And... I'm like, please don't go out. And he's like, why? And I'm just like, I just don't want you to. But at this point, like, we were always having the arguments because I was always self-sabotaging myself, self-fucking-hurting my, Like, you know, just doing all this self-injurious behavior to myself. I'm just like, all right. If you're going to deal with this or if you're going to, like, forgive and tr- forgive Andre, you have to learn how to try to trust him again. You have to forgive. You have to let go. You don't have to forget, but you got to let it go. And at some point, you still have to let it go. Even if you don't fuck with the nigga again, you have to let it go for you because that shit consumes you and that shit consumed me. And, and not just him. I'm, it's because I'm speaking on because we were in the house with each other for literally a year straight, just me and him. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, again, I said I had friends. I mean, these are like sisters. I mean, I had sisters that I fell out with during my pregnancy and that shit fuck me up too like i will cry about them i mean cry cry tears because it's like yo these is my bitches like what the fuck happened what the fuck did i do what the fuck was it like you know what i'm saying and, and i asked my you know i'm gonna speak real real brief i asked my therapist should i reach out my therapist is like no so i'm not doing it <laughs> i'm not doing it because she said no but you know so i don't want to make it seem like I'm, i was putting all my energy to him it's just like i'm just speaking on it my depression because i was in the house after my car got totaled, I was stuck in the house. I couldn't go anywhere. I mean, he's walking to work now. I mean, he was paying for everything. So, you know, we ain't, fuck, we ain't rich. We don't fucking got it like that. And, hey, people got act like they got it, but we didn't. You know what I'm saying? We still fucking don't. Like, you know, we, 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 we head above water just like everybody the fuck else. You know what I'm saying? Barely making it. Or just, just making it. You know? But, so we didn't have money to buy a car. So I'm in the house. Now, I'm like, I got to find a job on the bus line. So I'm trying to find jobs. And so now I'm just kind of like making excuses. I don't want to, like, and I was in my car. I had a car for so long. Like, I don't want to catch the bus. And then when I go on an interview, I will fucking panic before the interview. Or I'll do all the onboarding paperwork. And then I won't go because I'll be scared to go to work. It was to the point where I was scared to leave the house. I wouldn't go to the corner store. I went and go get the mail. The mail was in. I live in the building. The mail was in the building. I went and go to the grocery store. I went and go anywhere. So a lot of that shit kind of like fell on him. He was doing like a lot throughout the month. So I I could kind of see the argument where it's like, oh, I do a lot. And it's like, no, you don't do what I do. Like, no. He was doing a lot. Like, he was. I'm not going to sit here and say that he didn't. He has definitely stepped up. But I guess when the time is right it's like maybe out of frustration i don't know i don't want to be dumb i don't be blind i don't know i can't speak for him but it would be like oh but i do this that and third like it would just be like a petty fucking back and forth but like i wouldn't do none of this stuff i wouldn't go nowhere i wouldn't go anywhere like nothing i wouldn't do my hair and, and also my hair was just like my edges was falling out because of the postpartum shedding so even that was putting me in a deeper depression i'm just like Yo, i look crazy um I never really had the body. I have body issues now. I just feel really insecure after having my baby, which is weird because I was fatter. Like I was like morbidly, a morbid obese before I had my daughter. I lost so much weight because I was sick, and you know the way it, it looked good on me. But I was just like insecure about it. Like I would just look in the mirror and then you know look at my C-section scar, and then look at my titties how they sag. I mean it was saggy before, but now they're like sagging even more. So it was so much and i'm not saying he wasn't making me feel beautiful because we was having a lot of we was having a lot of we was it was intimate a lot like but i just think it was more like this so we wouldn't argue one another because when we wasn't intimate we would argue i mean it'll be me it's me it was me looking through the phone like i mean i swear to god i was fucking hurting myself it was like i was trying to look for something to be mad at when I was like, I'm mad at something. Like, what the fuck am I like? You know what I'm saying? I was just mad at the world because I'm like, 
I felt stuck. I felt like, you know, and then I was just like anxious as fuck. Like I said, I didn't even want to leave the house. I was scared to leave the house. Even we went to go take pictures with our daughter for Santa Claus. I was scared as fuck to do that. Scared of what? I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I just want to fast forward a little bit to March, March of 2022. My mother died March 20th, 2016. So March 1st hit and because I was having so many anxiety attacks here. They weren't panic attacks. I was having anxiety attacks. Um, I would have, I, I would like lay down and like my chest would be hurting really, really bad. So I went to the hospital a few times in between like those times I, I didn't because I thought my chest, I'm like, something's wrong with my chest. And they're like, you're, you're just panicking. So now I'm like, I'm having all this anxiety and depression. March comes. I completely just started having anxiety and panic every single day in March, every day in March. Now, mind you, it's his birthday. It's my birthday month. It's his birthday month. And it's the the sixth year anniversary my mother died. So I I don't have anyone. And I'm not gonna say I don't have anyone, but I don't have that strong support system. I don't. I went through a lot of shit alone. Like, and not even just out of out of embarrassment. It's just because I didn't want nobody to like feel like that they I don't know. A thing with me is like I don't want to put nobody else down when they're on a high. How about that? That's kind of like where, where, where I go in life. But I didn't have anyone. I didn't have anybody. All I had was him. And sometimes he wasn't supportive. So it was like March came. I completely, my mind, my mind completely detached from my body. I felt like I just was high every day. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? What the fuck is wrong with me? Like, yeah, I feel weird. Like, I'll just get up and I'll just be crying because I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I I feel high. Like, I don't smoke. I haven't smoked in so long, but I used to smoke back in the day. But I know how that high, that euphoric feeling. I'm like, why the fuck is my mind? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why do I feel like this? I'm having anxiety every day. I mean, I'm laying down in the bed. I'm hearing voices like, and my mind like, like, that's how it fucking sounded in my mind. I'm like, am I fucking schizophrenic? Am I fucking schizo? Because at this point, I think I am. Now I'm fucking crying because I think I'm schizophrenic or bipolar. And now I'm reading the fucking, I'm Googling and I'm just like, you know, you see one little symptom in schizophrenia or bipolar. Now you, I just think I fucking got the shit. So I'm telling my therapist what's going on and how I really know, like, I, I needed help. And mind you, I think I went for my six-week checkup. I was going to go see the lady, the, the postpartum depression doctor. And I still didn't go. Because I was like, I don't want to no fucking pills. Fuck that. That shit is like, you know. And for some reason, in the black household or... I'm, I'm black. I mean, my father's Puerto Rican, but I grew up in a black household. For some reason, in, in a black household, like, mental health, all that shit is like so taboo. You can't talk about shit like that. So, in my taboo-ass mind... I'm like, nah, I ain't going to, I don't want to, I don't want to get no fucking pills. I don't want none of that shit. Like, no, no, I don't want that. Like, no, I'm drinking here and there, but I wasn't really, I didn't want to ignite it. But I knew like his birthday, he was out and whatever. And I was here with my daughter and I was alone. And I, that was the most hardest day of my life. Cause I wanted him here with me because I'm just like, I felt so scared to be alone. But I'm like, it's his birthday. And I know his birthday means so much to him. Like, listen, I saw a knife when I was washing the dishes and I was just like I'm a disclaimer you know anybody who has been in situations like this I I really do pray for you because but I was just like um maybe I should just like end it now and I never in my life had such I'm of course like when you're in in your bad times you be like damn like you know, I'm not saying I'll, you're better off. Like, I'll be better off, gone. But I feel like those are kind of, like, normal. But, like, I mean, the knife, I held it in my hand. Like, maybe I should just end it. And that's when I'm just like, yo. I got to get help. And prior to that, I had to go, like, around March 14th. His birthday is 17th. March 14th. 
I took a fucking edible, and that shit sent me over the top. I had to go to the hospital then, because I, I thought I had got laced with some shit, but I just had a severe anxiety. I had a severe panic attack. <laughs> that I'm gonna tell that story within within my. I'm gonna tell that story in one of my podcasts one day. That shit was funny. It's funny now, but that shit was a funny then. But yeah, and I feel like ever since I had that edible. My anxiety kind of had gotten worse around that time in March. But yeah, I was with a knife and I was like, I should just end it. And that's when I knew I needed help. So now here I am. I am. But I'm, I've been on antidepressant pills for about almost eight weeks now. Um, The fog is still kind of there here and there when I notice the anxiety. But my mood. It's it's pretty good, like you know what I'm saying. Um, he and I, like I said, I feel like he and I were just so tumultuous that I. It's just like once it's not tumultuous, or once like you know, once it's just like not this anymore, then I feel like things will be fine. Also, for my anxiety, because I still get it, but now I know how to cope with it, and it's not it's not it's, the pills help, but. A friend of mine recommended this book to me. It's called Dare. And it's the new way to end anxiety and stop panic attacks. It is by Barry McDonough. Barry, B-A-R-R-Y-M-C-D-O-N-A-G-H. Um, this book is life-changing. A life-changing. I Those with anxiety and depression. Because he talks, he talks about depression too. Um, read this book. Get it? I got it off um Amazon for six dollars. It was used because I wasn't gonna buy. I was not gonna buy a brand new one at twenty dollars. No, I was not doing that. No, my no job having ass. But I just started a job last week, actually. So yeah, I mean, I was doing at home jobs, but I was going crazy in this motherfucking house for real. But yeah, I felt like if I would have discovered that book before the pills, I probably would have been able to cope with things better. But I mean, I do eventually want to get off the pills because I still have a taboo mind. And I just, I, I want to be able to just, like, I want to just be able to, like, you know, cope with it without the pills. But, you know, they say that you need to at least be on it for at least six months. So, we'll see. Um, I have a lot going on coming up. My daughter's birthday's next month. Again, I started a job. It was kind of tough at the job because I, I, I struggle with um people judging me. But I don't think, but they're not judging me, but I think they're judging me. But that's just a form of anxiety. It's social anxiety because, again, I've been in the house for a year. And even before when I was pregnant, like, I would go to work and go home. So I was in the house for, like, a good, like, two years. Now, during the height of the pandemic, no, but just was outside. I was not quarantined. Fuck a quarantine. All my niggas outside. That was me. Yep. <laughs> Period. Never got COVID until December 2021, which is so weird. But I don't want to talk about no conspiracies because, hey, I don't know what audience I'm going to have. Anywho... Um, that was a little, um, a little, a little, a little bit of, um, just how I dealt with my after pregnancy. Um, I'm coping with things better. I just want to let everyone know that don't let a motherfucker get your blood pressure high because it, it ignites them more. Um, as far as anxiety and everything go, I really urge you to read that book. It's called Dare by Barry McDonough. B-A-R-R-Y-M-C-D-O-N-A-G-H. I'm sure I'm butchering his last name, but that is just what the hell I can just read at this very moment. Um, And just a little motivation. Like, if I can get past it, you can too. And it's not like I'm 100% past all the anxiety, but I'm coping with it so much better. Um, If you feel like you need to get on the pills... I definitely would give it a try. Um, I would say that there, you know, you may experience a lot of side experience side effects for like the first three, four weeks, like headaches and just, you know, my anxiety increased a little bit more. And I just feel like I just had to like take mad melatonin to go to sleep. So I didn't have to deal with it. But um, other than that, you know, I feel OK. I, you know, I feel like as the weeks go by, I'm starting to feel more and more OK, you know, um. But just like I, again, if you if I could get through, you can. Don't let nobody don't let nobody get your blood pressure up. Um, and if you're gonna forgive someone for anything, 
you have to forgive 100%. You can't forgive halfway. You can't forgive and then bring the shit up. You have to forgive 100% and let it go. And if you choose to still deal with the person, however the relationship is, friendship, family, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, however, you know what I'm saying? Um, then you have to trust. If you can't trust, then you're not going to have it. It's not going to work. Um, you also need to have a supportive partner, too. Like, I mean, it, it goes both ways. But you can't self-sabotage yourself. You can't, you can't do any of that because... It's just, it's just not gonna be good. It's gonna be fucked up, like how, like how my shit was fucked up. If I could take some things back, I just wouldn't. I would just leave, really honestly. Or, or no, I didn't leave. I would just, like, you know what? It is what it is. I forgive you. Um, we're gonna move past this. And if something was to happen, it just, I know, I know, I know. Next time, what I gotta do is either you gonna deal with the shit or you fucking go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't hurt yourself over motherfuckers that's sleeping at night. Because trust and believe, everything and everybody that you mad at, the motherfuckers are sleeping real good at night and you're not. And it took me almost a motherfucking year for me to get to this point. And I hate that it did take so long, but I'm also, I will also do it all over again for the growth. Because I had to, I had to, I had to go through these things to see who I truly am. And I also had to admit some shit to myself too like yo you're not like the world doesn't evolve around you and that's some real shit like and it really is so you forgive and you forget and you move forward and if that person hurts you again then you know what you gotta do you know what you gotta do if you choose to stay around now if you forgive and you let go and you move on and that's just that's a different story i didn't do that but you know um as far as the depression it's still there slightly, but I'm just more I'm you gotta be okay with with things like my situation. He's 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 close to all his family, they're all close. Instead of me just going, well now like you know, my daughter goes, so like I I don't really have to go. But like, you know, I just won't go. You know what I mean? We're not to me we're not there, so I'm not gonna go. You know. It sucks, but we did it we did it to ourselves and that's just what it is. But um I hope this touches someone. This is kind of like a freestyle of it. Uh, believe it or not, this is my second time doing it because I'm recording off my phone and somebody called me. So I had to do it over. I don't know how to, I don't know how to add. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. I don't know how to make my um, podcast longer than an hour. I don't know how to do all that, but as time goes, it's going to go. And again, um, I appreciate everybody who listened to the pilot. I hope this one is good for you. Um, please like I don't know if you could like it, but please share it so it could get out. Um, I really appreciate all of you and um, stay tuned for the next episode. I hope you all have a great day. Remainder of the day, I hope you all have a great Memorial Day and great week. And I plan to um, check in next week. You all have a great one. See you next episode.